Bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast, here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. We're recording right after the heartbreaking loss to the New England Patriots. It's a sad, sad day in Bills Nation. We started off so strong in the morning. I'm Lars. Joining me today, Buffalo Bill Belcher's with us. What's happening? And the co-president, I can say co yeah, now, co-president. of the Chicago Bills backer, Sujit, also with us. Hello. A devastating loss to the New England Patriots. There's not much to say, so we're just going to go ahead and get right into it. Bills and Beers, find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everybody in Bills Nation how you found us. But boy, losing to the Patriots is no fun, and today was among the worst losses we've taken to them. So let's not waste any time and get right into it now. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on I hate now. the Patriots. We all hate the Patriots. I just want to say that I hate the Patriots we all over hate the Patriots. and over and over again. Kevin, man, you might get a dislocated shoulder if you hate him too much. And with the sorry, Aaron, ESPN crew filming this morning in Orchard Park and the Guinness Book of World Records there to measure the stadium volume. Everything just seemed to be pointing our direction. And I, I couldn't help, as I was coming down to the game today, think in the back of my mind, well, these are the games that the Bills lose. And the Patriots, in three consecutive possessions in the first and second quarter, scored touchdowns when we were amidst a five consecutive three-and-out run, which ended up being the difference of the game. We lost 40-32. to 32. Well, let's start with the positive. Suge, I'm coming to you. Who is your Labatt Blue MVP player of today's game? Uh, I'm going to give it to a, uh, a squad, and I'm actually going to give it to our offensive line. Despite the eight sacks that I think are It took almost, eight sacks? It was eight sacks, yep. and I think those are almost to a T were due to Tyrod Taylor putzing around in the backfield, starting to run one way, being indecisive, stopping. He's got to know that if he's a running quarterback, once he makes a decision to run, you just go. Yeah. Uh, or you go and then like keep your well, head I up. Think, I think I think we'll have but, plenty of time to talk about Tyrod yeah, yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, no, but right, right, yeah. This is the positives, right? But when he dropped back, he actually had a lot of time in the pocket. He had way more time than Tom Brady had in the pocket. But Tom Brady knows to get the ball out quick, and Tyrod Taylor still has to learn that. He still has to learn to be able to trust his eyes. But so I will give my Labatt Blue. MVP to our offensive line. Bill, coming to you next. I'm going LaShawn McCoy with my Labatt Blue MVP player of the game. And he shut up all the naysayers today by going back to his true form and hitting a couple real nice holes that most running backs would not hit whatsoever. I was very impressed by McCoy's play today. And he picked up a couple of really nice blitzes, too. He really did, yeah. I mean, everyone talked about the, the loss of Freddie and how Freddie's such a great, you know, uh, a blitz blitz picker-upper. But I think McCoy did a, did a great job today. It uh, just wasn't enough to, uh, well, and frankly, we didn't have enough time to, to go to him because we had to pass the ball. So I, w- I would have gone with Sean McCoy here, too. But I'm just going to come right out and say it. Tom Brady gets the MVP of today's game. No, you can't pick Tom I, Brady. No, I have to. I have to because he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and he had one of his greatest performances of all time today. We just lost, like, 20 listeners. And we found out last week that Andrew Luck was getting rid of the ball in less than two and a half seconds. 
I think we're going to find out after they crunch the numbers this week that Tom Brady was getting rid of the ball in less than two seconds. And we couldn't do anything. I mean, you can't expect a pass rush to take a guy down in that short amount of time. We couldn't get to him. We couldn't rattle him. He was on point. He was on money. He was putting the ball where only his receivers could get it. Point in case was the Amendola diving catch at the end of the game to set them up for a field goal, which put the game a little bit out of reach. But he was just perfect. He was fucking perfect today. You know, the one different, I mean, the one thing is that Tom Brady can look at a defense and see where, whether his hot route will work on that side of the field or whether he needs to move the hot route to the other side of the field. Perfect example on that Amendola catch at the end of the game where he moved, uh, um, uh, whatever. He moved Edelman. Edelman Piece over to the shit. other side. God. Uh, yeah, everyone Edelman. hates him. But, uh, you know, it's just a matter of being able to see a defense. And Rex Ryan's defense is uh, baffling to most people, but it's not to Tom Brady, largely because he plays him twice a year. But here's the thing. His one drop back where he pumped and pulled it back in, what happened? Strip sack, which resulted in a fumble that set us up to almost have a shot to get back in the game today. The one time where he was forced to go to a second read and pull back down. We sacked him, stripped the ball, and got it back. Yeah, and even when he wanted to go downfield, it's not like he sat back in the in the, in, no. in the pocket and then threw it. He lofted it into the air and waited for his receivers to get underneath it. And, that's, and that was what I was very grateful to not see from Andrew Luck last week was those quick drops and just lobbing it up there. And that's what they did this week. That's, that's how they made up for not having any time to throw the ball. They just lofted it downfield. So let's talk a little bit about our Genesee Cream Ale Bummer of the Week. And you know what? The reason why I'm saying that is I'm going to start out. And I'm going to say that it's going to be our defensive line is going to be my my Genesee Cream Ale Bummer of the Week because I don't care if Tom Brady gets rid of the ball in one and a half seconds. Our defensive line did not push back their offensive line at all. There was very little penetration whatsoever. There was no... Nothing in Tom Brady's face, despite two offensive linemen, despite our fans, despite, you know, potential uh, false starts, nothing. Our defensive line didn't do anything. I, I would agree with you, and I think that one of the things that we talked about last week was that, oh, we might not get to sack Tom Brady, but we need Marcel Darius and Kyle Williams to make a push to take him off of his mark. And that they did not do. I understand that they're not going to get the sack, but they need to be able to push that rookie, a rookie center back. Yeah, I'm and telling they need you, to get him off of his line. I, it, there are no other quarterbacks in the NFL that could have gotten rid of the ball as fast as Brady did. No, I, I agree with you, but he was still able to take a three-step drop and stand on his feet. Yeah. He didn't have to throw off balance very often. When he did have to, he still he's completed still, it. He still completed yes, passes. Yeah, 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 but he had an amazing game he, today. You're, and you're if you're only right, rushing four, then too cover. And the thing is, that was the game plan. So make the adjustment. The game plan very became very clearly, you know, after two, three drives, that it was going to be quick, short passes. So you yeah. got to learn to they adjust. Threw Sixty quick, short passes. But we have to adjust. We have to be able to, uh, you know, bump at the line. We have to be able to screw up timing routes because that's all they were. They were all timing routes. And so we have to be able to accept one-on-one coverage on deep routes. I mean, I'm I'm with you. I'm I I'm as we've argued on this podcast all the time about coaching versus players. I think <laughs> Just coaches coach, being coaches? No, I think, that, be- I think that Tom Brady's execution today, his consistent execution with Gronk and with Edelman, there was no amount of coaching and there was no amount of strategy that could have overcome what they did today. No, and it's true, but it was a perfect game plan. 
It was a game plan that was meant to and to, executed to, to neuter, perfection. Yeah, absolutely. But that's that's just the Patriots. They always do that. You know, I'm so fucking sick of playing this team twice know, a year. I know, man. Jesus know. Christ. The best fucking coach and quarterback combination in NFL history. And we've had to see their fucking asses twice a year for 15 fucking years. This shit is getting old. Yeah, hey. The only thing that I can think of is that it's going to be... Uh, yeah, bro, you're making a guest appearance, too. No, nah, we got a... We are here live at Lincoln Station, and uh, we have... Uh, yeah, we are. We, we got a new guest yeah. onto the podcast. What's, what's your name, guest? My name is Kevin Kaufman. Kevin, gotta, Kevin, Kevin you Kaufman. You talk a little bit louder. Are you from Western New York, Kevin Kaufman? Yes, I'm from Williamsville, New York. Williamsville? Did you? Were you a classmate of Rob Gronkowski's? Uh, no, he went to Williamsville North. I went to his rival high school, Williamsville South. Go Billies! Fuck the yeah. North Side. So, uh, Kevin, gotta ask you, who was your Jenny Cremail bummer of today's game? So what, is, what does that mean? Who is, who is the who is who? The worst Bills player. Who is the worst player today? Oh, the worst Bills player. Um, I'll go while you think. That Mulligan. That Mulligan. Matt Mulligan? He really screwed things up for us. Boy, I was really counting on Mulligan. And he just, he got that one penalty. And I wish we could have taken a Mulligan on that play. Kevin, Mulligan. I Kevin. would like a Mulligan on that entire game, actually. Kevin, thank you so much for being with us. I'm giving my Jenny Cremail bummer of the week to Aaron Williams. And I don't care if the guy got pulled off on a stretcher. Yeah. He's got to learn, and he was talking shit all week. He's got to learn that you play with emotion, and that's great, but you can't take 45 yards worth of penalties. you got to channel that emotion. And and we, we could give this to many people. We could give it to the referees. We could give it to the CBS production crew who didn't show us one goddamn replay. So of the 35. You take two, three? Sorry, yeah. bro. That's what Lars does. But Aaron Williams did not help us out a lot. Suze, did you have one? Did you yeah, have um, I just choked on my own saliva because it's been that type of day. But <coughs> He's a I will say that um, Aaron Williams did save us one touchdown. Sure. One guaranteed touchdown. Sure. But, but I, I agree with the rest of the way. I'm going to give my uh, Jenny Cremel bummer of the week. Go ahead and uh, say it. Go ahead and yeah, say it. I'm going to give it to Tyrod. Yeah, thank you. I got nothing better. No, I'm going to give no, it to No, give it to Tyrod. Give it to Tyrod. Someone's got to say it. He right? earned it. I'm going to get to take two as well, uh, and I'll just say that briefly afterwards. Fine. Tyrod Taylor, I mean, yeah, he came on at the end when no one was caring and no one was watching, and so that'll pad up his stats, but my God. Five consecutive three and outs? And, you know, some of these picks were just horrible throws. Yeah. He's got to know. He's got to be decisive. I think that's what it ultimately comes down to. And hopefully that comes with time. We have to remember that this is his, what, second, third start uh, in, in history. Second yeah. his first. Against Bill Belichick. Yeah, and he's against Bill Belichick. He's getting used to, he got he got used to seeing Indy's defense, which everyone knows sucks. Sucks. Um, and he is now placing one of the best defensive minds in the history of the NFL. So I Next think that, week, you mean, in Miami. No, I mean now. B- b- defensive minds. Oh, Sorry, minds. Bill I Belichick. Said lines. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that certainly he's going to be confused by the looks. But, like you said, he's got to learn to throw into coverage. He's got to re- recognize the fact that, yes, we want him to be a pocket passer first. But one of the reasons why he has the job is it's because he's he can run. Move. Yes, when it breaks down, go. Get four or five yards. Because... You know, or three that, or four that's make is, a huge is better than negative three or four. Right, exactly. I mean, it seems like he was very, very hesitant today. And, what the, hold on, and that's what, just got to come. That's just got to come What the time. fuck? When, when you are in a situation where you need a touchdown to tie the game at the end of the game, is it? can you not 
doesn't the first play of the drive always dictate what happens? Because if it's a play for a loss or a sack or an incomplete, you know it's not going to happen. Or if it's a great play, you know, like, oh, my God, they have some life. But today we threw an interception. Yeah, but, you know, he sat back there for a while. So I think that that was probably a relatively fast play, right? That's the way that most of these design plays are. They don't sit and sit and sit and develop. And he probably saw that it wasn't wide open, which it's never going to be against the Patriots. Uh, and he was probably too scared to throw it. So then he had to scramble. Then he had to throw on the run, which sometimes he does a great job throwing on the run. But other times, like his two picks. His his, his touchdown to Robert Woods on the run was a hell of a yeah, throw. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he can do it, but he's also going to be off the mark sometimes. And I think he also needs to recognize that in that situation, the one thing you can't do is turn over the ball. So if you have to throw the ball away when you're outside of the pocket like he was, because it's just not there, then that's what you got to do. So you said you had two Jenny Creamels. Who's yeah, the others are secondary. Uh, you know what, though? You guys... I think it's, our, it's our, our linebacking secondary because we knew they only did, the Patriots only did one thing. I'm willing to say that you got to cover Edelman one-on-one. you got to cover uh, whatever the, the, the 17 one-on-one. Dobson. I understand you have to double cover Gronkowski, but all they did was throw underneath. And first down, it was a, uh, under, they were giving up the six-yard pass. And so... When you're sitting there with second and three or second and four, it's impossible to defend. It's very difficult to defend that. So we needed to be bumping at the line. We needed to accept the fact that we're going to bump at the line, mess up their timing, and force them to beat us deep. Now, we might have gotten torched that way, but at least make them change their game plan. But they, they were, came in they with were the exact doing same that. game plan, and they ended that. So of all the times that Brady just dropped back and lobbed one deep, they were, what, like three for five doing that shit? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, he's gonna make some, he's gonna make plays, and there's gonna be some deep passes. But you know, I, I, I think that whatever, you gotta disrupt what they're trying to do. They came in with one game plan, and we did nothing to disrupt that game plan. As we said before, we are coming to you semi-live from the Bills Backers Bar here in Chicago, Illinois. Pardon the noise. We've implemented a new segment here this season, uh, that being Rants and Raves. We have it's lost. Rants and Raves! We have lost this week, so we will be coming back shortly here with our rants from today's game. I'm just tired. I'm tired. I'm tired and I'm sick and I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I'm sick and tired of these smug white and black. Mostly white. Oh yeah, and I'm talking about the color of their shirt, not the color of their skin. Even though we did have a black. What are you referee. talking about? Oh, the referees. Oh, I'm trying to lead you in. I'm about the zebras. Well, we're, I think we're, it's time we ranted about these yeah. stupid refs. Yeah, it's a loss today, so it's rants. But on do rants we do we seriously want to spend ten minutes talking about the refs? No, that's that's gonna be my portion. You guys can find out whatever you want to rant about. No, because frankly, I could rant about the refs. But are you seriously gonna rant about the refs? Yes, I am. Fine. Actually, I'm not gonna rant about the refs. So go Whatever. ahead and think about what you're gonna rant about. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, here's what I'm gonna rant about. No, it's gonna be. I'm gonna a, rant about how you're gonna rant about the refs. Uh, it's gonna be a ref-related oh, rant. Here we go. We got flagged on one offensive possession for 35 fucking yards. We ended up not getting a first down and having to punt. We. We got one first down. It was fourth and eight, and we had to punt it away. This is in the third quarter. Of those 35 yards, that was on a hold. That was on an unsportsmanlike conduct, and that was on an offensive pass interference. They showed one of those three replays. 
to show that the offensive pass interference call was completely bogus. It was totally bogus. Malcolm Butler just fell over because he couldn't keep up with Sammy Watkins. We didn't, however, see replays of the other two penalties, just like we didn't see replays of any of the important penalties that kept the Bills back today. Now, I'm not saying they were bogus penalties, but what I'm saying is CBS crew, there was enough mystery surrounding this fucking Patriots team. There was enough allegations of collusion with Robert Kraft and all of his media contacts that you would think you would try to make every goddamn effort you could to make sure that every call in their favor is justified as bona fide. Instead, we had three unsportsmanlike conduct penalties, two against Aaron Williams, that we never saw replays of. We saw, we saw after the play, personal foul calls. We were flagged for 140 fucking yards today, and we saw practically zero of them. And the one that I can't think that we saw that offensive pass interference, totally bogus. So were these legit calls or not? I don't know. Because the CBS crew, who was supposed to be the A-plus crew, we got Rich Gannon this week, because it's the Patriots. Oh, and Harlan Stone. But they didn't do shit. They didn't show us anything. So all of us Bills fans now have to sit and stew for another week, thinking that we may not host. There is a very real possibility we did not get host. But we would never know, because CBS didn't let us see what actually happened on the play. And I'm saying right here, you hear it on this podcast, you hear it here first, the collusion between Robert Kraft and the media and everything else is very fucking real, and our team got completely hosed today by the refs for no good reason. Suge, coming to you next. I would like to clarify that Lars, while he hates the refs, and we all hate the refs, is not going to be that guy that blames the refs for the loss. What he's blaming is CBS for not even showing us, not even giving us the decency to show us how we, because the plays that we did see. It doesn't give me the cachet to blame the refs. I'd like to. The plays that we. I'm going to default to. The plays that we did see, like Nigel Bradham's phantom pass interference call. They were not real penalties. So maybe they're not showing them because then we'd say, oh my God, every single play, every single penalty was a bad call. Now, there were some. We did see some non-calls. We got a couple, got a couple away. We did see some non-calls. Uh, Jerry still, Hughes totally got away with the pass interference. Yeah, he sure did. And there was definitely a helmet-to-helmet hit on Gronk that did not From get Aaron Williams, of course. From Aaron Williams. So, so what are you going to rant about? I don't know. Rant, baby, rant. Come on, we've, we've seen something. 10 million commercials for FanDuel and, and DraftKings. There's, there's got to be something to rant no, no, about. No, I had something. CBS, is, CBS is running nothing but cop dramas that do nothing but scare baby boomers. There's a lot out there to rant about. Must I? No, no, I had something. Must I be the only one that can rant? You're much more angry than I am. Bill, Sujit, somebody give me something here to rant about. All right. You've had three hours to come up with something to rant about. There's plenty to rant about. You can rant about Rex Ryan's team. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rant about our coaching staff not having our team prepared to actually play a game. Go, go, go. Keep going, go. Here we are. We're gonna talk about, oh, yeah, we're the big bad Bills and we're gonna be the bully. And guess who got bullied today? We got 40 fucking got, points hung on us. We got big time bullied. All by their offense. All by their offense. Our defensive line got pushed back. Our offensive line did nothing to protect. Actually, they did a decent job to protect. But there were, okay, I mean, you knew at one point when it was 7 to nothing, and all of a sudden the Patriots, you could tell they made it. They made a change. And you could tell that their, their coaches made a shift in whatever that they were doing. And all of a sudden from there, you knew 
who made the best adjustment and who continued to make the adjustments. And it was the Patriots coaching staff. It was not the Bills coaching staff. I got another rant, and I'm going to rant about the people who constantly want to mess up the Bills' juju. Everybody knows that I'm a very superstitious person. Why? This was the one time that we actually had the talent to beat this team. And what did you all, you people on NFL Network, have to do? All four of you had to pick the Bills. You couldn't let us be the underdogs, huh? You had to anger the Patriots just enough to make them the underdogs. You had to make them only up by one point, even though we had a three-point advantage because we were at home. You had to make them angry. We could have just snuck under the radar and nobody would have been paying attention to the little old nobody Bills and we could have punched them in the mouth. But no, they said, look what they're doing to you. You are the world champions. And they're saying, this team that has never beaten you legitimately other than two times in the past 11, 12, years. 14 years, they're going to be beating you? So you had to ruin it. You had to mess up our mojo, didn't you? And that's my rant. You know, also I'm going to rant about is everyone from Boston, fuck you. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all you need to say about those factors. All right, well, let's get into predictions. Let's get into wild card. Uh, Jesus Christ, I fucking hate the Patriots so much. Well, we're approaching the end of the episode now, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card! And this is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills, but we also do so drinking beer. And uh, we, we said last week we we're going to go off menu, uh, or at least off special. I went with the Three Floyds Alpha King. Which is uh, a lot maltier than I remember it being. It's a nice little beer from Munster, Indiana. And I don't know if you get it out east or out west or down south or up in Canada or out in England or wherever you're listening to this podcast from. Rap, bitches. But wherever you can, it's it's in, it's a nice little tasty, very uh, good beer, very, very, good. very good beer, and I highly recommend it. Bill, you got something a little darker than Labatt. What are you what are you sipping on today? I went for the Revolution Mosaic Hero. It's Tell from, us more, uh, please. from here in Logan Square, 7.5% ABV, 16-ouncer. It's a dry hop with mosaic ops for crisp, intense bitterness and layers of earthy pine and bold citrus flavors. Jesus, did you read that right off the menu? I did. And I so- am going to say that I had um, a very different beer. I had a uh, Canadian Pilsner known as Labatt Blue. Dude, ah. you got to get ah, your together. So crazy! Lincoln Station actually does have a pretty extensive beer menu. We are at Lincoln Station. We're one of two Bill's bars here in Chicago. But there is only one Bill's bar in our heart, and that is Lincoln Station. We sit right down front in the reserve table. If you're ever in town, come find us, say hello. So, wild card for today. All right, so every year, or twice a year. Twice a fucking year. We, we get ready for this team. Patriots game. And, and by think- the way, by the way. We faced them the second time, Monday Night Football in Foxborough. Oh, so God. go ahead and chalk up a clean sweep for the yeah, Patriots. We're definitely going to lose that game. Yeah. So, I mean, but that's our only actually hope is going into thinking we're going to lose it. I'm, my, my superstition continues. That if and then Rex Ryan win, has his team do what they did in the. Uh, whatever. It's not right. going to happen. So I am going to say that every t- week we get ready to play the Patriots. And the first time around, when it's at Ralph Wilson saying, we have full of optimism, just like we did last year, that. All right, now we're a different team. We're, we're, we beat the Bears. We beat the Colts. We're going to beat the Patriots. And then it just, it's, so it's this thing where every time 
We think it's gonna be okay. We think it's gonna be possible, and then it just ends up destroying. It's like you. They, it's like they they revel in winning at Ralph Wilson Stadium. I, I would do if I were them. But so Bill, we'll, what else in your life is like that? Where you think it's gonna be okay? You think it might even be good, and every time it just ends up tearing you a new asshole. I'll go first. Conference calls. I don't know how many desk jockeys we have listening to this podcast. But every fucking time I get on a conference call, I'm sitting at my desk, ready to take notes, ready to type things up in a word You're ready to crush it. You're like, you know what? I'm going to perform I'm ready to go. well this, on this conference call. This is going to be a very productive conference call. Everybody's going to know what they're talking yeah, about. You know what? The last one was not that good, but I'm going to crush this yeah. one. Yeah, and everyone's going to be prepared. Everyone's going to be a subject matter expert. Everyone's going to know what's going to happen. And then every time I get off the call thinking, Jesus Christ, I just wasted 37 minutes of my life that I could have been getting other work done. But for whatever reason, I thought this conference call was going to be productive. They never are. And Patriots games are never fun to watch. Bill, coming to you next. So my thing is like drinking whiskey. (laughs) And (laughs) I don't really drink it anymore. And I wish we could not play the Patriots anymore. But every time I would have whiskey, I would be like, all, getting, getting real excited be like here we go drinking whiskey and when, then when all he of a sudden says, when he says excited he means destructive Bill has all a sudden to slip into an alter ego that we've coined Bobby Blaze yeah Bobby Blaze comes who out is, who is not Bill Nichols excuse me Bill Belcher yeah in the slightest it is a whole new person and whiskey whiskey is whiskey puts you from Bruce Banner to the fucking like, full on incredible Hulk like I think I'm I think I am going to top it I think I am going to be better than it but it gets me every single every time every time it does so I finally, I finally stopped a couple years ago, and I don't even drink any whiskey anymore. And my life has been a lot better. So maybe we could do the same for the Patriots. So, so you're surprisingly, that- Bill stopped drinking whiskey, and then he got married. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, so are you suggesting a realignment? Because I would love a realignment. Like, I, would, I would love to not have to fucking play this team twice a year. So maybe we should drink whiskey while watching the Patriots. I mean, I've, I said earlier today. Whoa. Fuck 28 other NFL teams and that they don't have to play this goddamn team Did twice a year. Did you guys get chips and salsa today? Oh, yeah. yeah. All we, right. we didn't finish it before no kickoff, ex- though. Oh, no. That was mostly the waitress's fault. Yeah. Uh, not that we have any problem with any of the waitresses at Lincoln Station. Suge. All right. They so ain't listening. Every time I go into a public bathroom, <laughs> you know, you do everything you can do to just have to do number one in a public bathroom. Sometimes you're at work all day, and you just gotta you do do you gotta do your doo doo. And you think this time, this the time the, the, the toilet, toilet seat's paper, gonna be cold. Oh no, oh. the toilet seat's always gonna be nasty, and you gotta put like 17 layers of toilet paper down there. I've never done just that. To make I don't it do it okay. either. I just accept my fate. No, yeah. no, no, no. I'm not getting no hepatitis, and I can say that because I'm a liver doctor. Yeah, but um, except you can't you, get it. You when, can't get it that when way. When you just sit down in a cold seat, it is very it's a very nice feeling. Yeah. So. Oh, I love it when the seat's up and there's blue in the water and you know no one yes. sat there yet. Yeah, See, I, but I'm always worried I had one of those this week and I was going to send a picture to you guys being like, you guys know how awesome this is. I got first. Right? I, yeah. I, I got first. Stibs, bitch. If I can pee in it, I'm fine because I don't like to make it turn green like Ziploc, right? Yellow and blue makes green. Yeah, we're with you. But, Wait, yellow and blue make... Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're but, right, you're the, right. Uh, but I'm talking about more than anything else, it's the toilet paper. Companies. Can you please spend a couple cents extra to not make your toilet paper literally tear my entire rectum out? I do everything I can. I've, I have literally tried to just like go light. I've tried to go deep. I've tried to. I am a gastroenterologist. I know how to take care of my rectum and my <laughs> anus 
but have you tried to like uh, good twirl look. it up and pat it? It doesn't matter what you do. Have you tried no wipes? Woo! I'm about to bring my own stuff. I'm gonna be that guy that brings his own toilet paper to the public bathroom. I don't want to be that guy. Wait, and what? What? How is this analogous to the Patriots again? Well, it's because every time I'm like, oh, I don't want to use this bathroom. I don't want to use this public bathroom. I don't want to use it. I was like, oh, you know what? This is a nice place. I bet you they're okay. This place is clean. And then this every time is, it rips. Every it, time it, I can be at the Ritz. I was at the Ritz Carlton, and the toilet paper was horrible. It literally rips you a new asshole oh, every time. Oh man! All right, let's get into predictions. So we're going down to Sun Life Stadium. And, no, not Sun Life Stadium. Sorry. Where, where the fuck are the, the Dolphins playing now? Sun Life is where the, the the Cardinals play. Little fishy. Yeah, so we're going down to play the the Dolphins. We'd rather not start the division yeah. season 0-2. Which, by the way, Corey Graham says that's his second favorite place to play Good. in the entire NFL. He's like, yeah, man, because, uh, you know, they bring a party. It's, like it's, like, it's like real live out there. It's like a live. It's like a concert. Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. Cause exactly. Because there's going to be 80,000 people disguised as empty seats at the game on Sunday. Yeah, he got a fumble recovery. I, so I said that this game, this, this Patriots game wasn't going to be close. And I was almost right because the Patriots almost took it to us pretty hard. We, we almost came back there at the end. I'm saying for next week for the Dolphins, I just, I mean, Ryan Tannehill is not Tom Brady. We've now faced off against two of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL in the first two weeks. Ryan Tannehill is lucky to squeak in the top ten. I'm thinking we come away with this one 24-13. Yeah, Tannehill is, if not on his ass, he's going to be trying to scramble. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to throw the ball away. He's going to throw the ball into our defense, defense hands. And... I think we're probably going to win this game 42-17. to 17. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Now, listen, no one can play the short game the way that the Patriots play the short game. No. And no one has the receivers to play the short game the way that – but they do have Brandon Marshall, so I think going up against Gronk is going to help us defend against Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall plays Marshall. for the Jets. Oh, sorry. Uh, who's the big receiver they have? They have none. They have Jarvis Landry. They used to have Brandon Marshall a couple they years ago. They used to have Brandon Marshall. That was like four years ago. I would like to rescind my... Can not just start this over? Okay, hold on. Now, look, nobody can play the <laughs> uh, the short game the way that the Patriots play the short game. No one has the receivers to do that. So, Rekha I think said that, you play the short game pretty well. I yes, do. It's he does. real short. Real short, short real skinny. Okay. Um, it's the only skinny thing on me. But um, So, and why you got to bring my wife into it? Okay. So, I think that... I think that we win the game. I think that their defense is going to give us a little bit more fits than we expect. I think, and I think, I think it's actually yeah. going to be in the running game. So I think that if we try with McCoy, we're not going to do as well. I think that our best bet is for us to run Carlos Williams. Carlos, special K. Who was, who was disgustingly good Just, in all so of the good. ones he, he had him. today. Um, but I think, that, I, think that, I think that we beat them. I don't think it's a high-scoring game at all. I think it's... Uh, 27-17. It's pretty high scoring. 27 points? That's, well, that's 44 total points. We scored how many against the Patriots? 32. 30? Yeah, so. 40 offensive points against the Hooters. Yeah. Who would have thought? Well, so, Bills, Bills we and gotta Beers. We got to win. We got to win. We, hey, listen. Oof. Everybody, stop freaking out. We all said, everyone that was on uh, the stadium wall said, if we came out at the beginning of the season 1-1, one and one, we'd be in good shape. Yeah. So stop freaking out. We lost to the Patriots. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, let's go get the let's go get our original rivals, the only rivals that maybe actually consider us rivals too. Let's go get the fish. And we do have the Giants coming back to the Ralph Week Four, so I think three and one is a very reasonable and very acceptable way to start the first quarter of the season. 
Bills and Beers. Uh, find us on iTunes. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your family. Tell everybody you know Bill Station. How you found us. We and talk, tell your girl to call me. We talk shit on Twitter at Bills and Beers. And uh, Facebook is the best way to find the podcast or get it delivered directly to your feed. Otherwise, if you subscribe on iTunes, it'll be there waiting for you every Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm Lars. Uh, on behalf of Suji, on behalf of Bill, the long-forgotten Jam and Jeff Day, and Cassie, who spent her Sunday in Cleveland. Thanks, Cassie. You're the reason we lost. And poor Miss Jack Way, who had to sit here bored out of her mind the entire time. Go, go Bills. Bills. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. The Bills make me wanna shout.